0: You're listening to the Bible Chunks read Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes It was designed to be read in, so that we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today, we'll be reading Numbers 25, 1 through 26, 65, 84 verses today. While Israel lived in Shittim, the people began to whore with the daughters of Moab, These invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel yoked himself to Ba'ar of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, Take all the chiefs of the people and hang them in the sun before the Lord, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. And Moses said to the judges of Israel, Each of you kill those of his men who have yoked themselves to Baal of Peor. And behold, one of the people of Israel came and brought a Midianite woman to his family in the sight of Moses and in the sight of the whole congregation of the people of Israel, while they were weeping in the entrance of the tent of meeting. When Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he rose and left the congregation and took a spear in his hand and went after the man of Israel into his chamber and pierced both of them, the man of Israel and the woman, through her belly. Thus the plague on the people of Israel was stopped. Nevertheless, those who died by the plague were 24,000. And the Lord said to Moses, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, has turned back my wrath from the people of Israel, in that he was jealous with my jealousy among them, so that it did not consume the people of Israel in my jealousy. Therefore say, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace, and it shall be to him and to his descendants after him the covenant of a perpetual priesthood, because he was jealous for his God and made atonement for the people of Israel. The name of the slain man of Israel who was killed with the Midianite woman was Zimri, the son of Salu, chief of a father's house belonging to the Simeonites. And the name of the Midianite woman who was killed was Cosbi, the the daughter of Zor, who was the tribal head of the father's house in Midian. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Harass the Midianites and strike them down, for they have harassed you with their wives, with which they beguiled you in the matter of Peor, and the matter of Cosby, the daughter of the chief of Midian, their sister, who was killed on the day of the plague on account of Peor. After the plague, the Lord said to Moses and to Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, Take a census of all the congregation of the people in Israel from 20 years old and upward by their father's houses in all Israel who are able to go to war. And Moses and Eleazar the priest spoke with them in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at the Jericho, saying, Take a census of the people from 20 years old and upward, as the Lord commanded Moses, the people of Israel who came out of the land of Egypt were Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, the sons of Reuben, of Hanok, the clan of the Hanakites, of Palu, the clan of the Paluites, of Hezron, the clan of the Hezronites, of Carmi, the clan of the Carmites. Though these are the clans of the Reubenites and those listed were 43,730. And the sons of Palu, Eliab, the sons of Eliab, Nemuel, Dathan, and Abiram. These are the Dathan and Abiram chosen from the congregation who contended against Moses and Aaron in the company of Korah when they contended against the Lord. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up together with Korah when that company died, when the fire devoured 250 men, and they became a warning. But the sons of Korah did not die. The sons of Simeon, according to their clans, of Nemuel, the clan of Nemuelites, of Jamin, the clan of Jaminites, of Jachin, the clan of Jachinites, of Zerah, the clan of Zeranites, of Shaul, the clan of Shaulites. These are the clans of the Simeonites. 22,200. The sons of Gad, according to their clans, of Zephon, the clan of the Zephonites, of Haggai, the clan of the Haganites, of Shuni, the clan of the Shunites, of Osni, the clan of the Ozanites, of Eri, the clans of the Erites, of Arad, the clan of Aradites, of Areli, the clan of Aralites. These are the clans of the sons of Gad, as they were listed, 40,500. The sons of Judah were Ur and Onan, and Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Judah, according to their clans, were of Shelah, the clan of the Shelanites, of Perez, the clan of the Perezites; of Zerah, the clan of the Zerahites, and of the sons of Perez were of Hezron, the clan of the Hezronites, of Hemuel, the clan of the Hemulites. These are the clans of Judah, as they were listed, 76,500. The sons of Issachar, according to their clans, of Tola, the clan of the Tolites, of Puva, the clan of the Punites, of Jashub, the clan of the Jashubites, of Shimron, the clan of the Shimronites. These are the clans of Issachar as they were listed 64,300. The sons of Zebulun, according to their clans, of Sered, the clan of the Seredites, of Elon, the clan of the Elonites, of Jachlil, the clan of the Jehleelites. These are the clans of the Zebulite. Zebulonites, as they were listed, 60,500. The sons of Joseph, according to their clans, Manasseh and Ephraim. The sons of Manasseh, of Machir, the clan of the Machirites, and Machir, who was the father of Gilead. Of Gilead, the clan of the Gileadites, these are the sons of Gilead. Of Ezer, the clan of the Ezerites. Of Helic, the clan of the Helekites, And of Asriel, the clan of the Asrielites and of Shechem, the clan of the Shechemites, and of Shemedah, the clan of the Shamidites; and of Hafer, the clan of the Hapherites. Now, Zelophehad, the son of Hafer, had no sons but daughters, and the names of the daughters of the Zelophehads were Machlan, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tizrah. These are the clans of Manasseh, and those listed were 52,700. These are the sons of Ephraim, according to their clans, of Shuthalah, the clan of the Shuthalahites. Of Beker, the clan of the Bekarites. Of Tahan, the clan of the Tahanites. And these are the sons of the Shulath, Of Erin, the clan of the Iranites. These are the clans of the sons of Ephraim, as they were listed, 32,500. These are the sons of Joseph, according to their clans. The sons of Benjamin, according to their clans. Of Bela, the clan of the Belites. Of Ashbel, the clan of the Ashbelites; Of Ahiram. The clan of the Aharamites, of Shephufim, the clan of the Shephumites, of Hufim, the clan of the Hufamites. And the sons of Bela were Ard and Naaman, of Ard, the clan of the Ardites, of Naaman, the clan of the Naamites. These are the sons of Benjamin according to their clans, and those listed were 45,600. These are the sons of Dan according to their clans, of Shuham, the clan of the Shuhamites. These are the clans of Dan according to their clans all the clans of the Shuhamites, as they were listed, were 64,400. The sons of Asher, according to their clans, of Emna, the clan of the Imnites; of Ishvi, the clan of the Ishvites, of Beriah, the clan of the Berites, of the sons of Beriah, of Heber, the clan of the Heberites, of Malkiel, the clan of the Malkielites, and the names of the daughter of Asher were Sarah. These are the clans of the sons of Asher, as they were listed, 53,400 the sons of Naphtali, according to their clans, of Jasiel, the clan of the Jasielites, of Guni, the clan of the Gunites, of Jazer, the clan of the Jezerites, of Shelim, the clan of the Shilamites, and these are the clans of Naphtali, according to their clans. And those listed were 45,400. This was the list of the people of Israel, 601,730. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Among these the land shall be divided for inheritance according to the number of names, To a large tribe, you shall give a large inheritance. And to a small tribe, you shall give a small inheritance. Every tribe shall be given its inheritance in proportion to its list. But the land shall be divided by lot. According to the names of the tribes of the fathers, they shall inherit. Their inheritance shall be divided according to lot between the larger and the smaller. This was the list of the Levites according to their clans. Of Gershon, the clan of the Gershonites. Of Kohath, the clan of the Kohathites of Marari, the clan of the Mararites. These are the clans of Levi, the clan of the Libnites, the clan of the Hebronites, the clans of the Mahalites, the clan of the Mushites, the clan of the Korahites, and Kohath Kohath was the father of Amram. The name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And she bore to Amram Aaron and Moses and Miriam their sister. And to Aaron were born Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu who died when they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord. And those listed were 23,000, every male from a month old and upward. For they were not listed among the people of Israel because there was no inheritance given to them among the people of Israel. These were those listed by Moses and Eleazar the priest who listed the people of Israel in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. But among these, there was not one of those listed by Moses and Aaron the priest who had listed the people of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said to them, They shall die in the wilderness. Not one of them was left, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. here in this section, we start off with the people of Israel going after the women of Moab. Israel has kind of settled in this land that they've taken, that the Lord has given to them uh, before they actually enter the the legitimate promised land. And as soon as they settle, they start going after and marrying the wives, uh, the women in this land, taking them as wives, but more significant than more significantly than that what that leads to then is the fact that these women are introducing them to idolatry to to worshiping baal and the lord has been the one who has brought them out of egypt out of a land of filled with idolatry so that they can be his possession so that they can be a kingdom of priests whose only king is the Lord so that they can serve him, so that they can know him, so they can have peace for him, so that he can provide for them. He can be their all-sufficient means of everything. And the nations around them will look in jealously and covetously so that they will want Israel's God as well, so that God can continue his work of reconciliation of the world that he has made back to himself, and yet the people of Israel, before they enter that promised land, they start entering into idolatry, and so this one guy Phineas, he's so zealous. After the Moses puts an end to the whole uh, idolatrous affair, they kill the men who had intermarried not because they married with another ethnicity, but because in in marrying with the Moabites, they're introducing pagan worship into the the congregation of the Lord, which is just the height of rebellion. And and so Moses puts an end to that. And as that's going on, you have this one man bringing his wife into the congregation. She's a Moabite woman. And so Phineas is so zealous for the Lord that he kills the man and the woman and then is, uh, he's commended for that by the Lord himself. Not that, not that killing is commended by the Lord, but putting an end to this idolatry, putting an end. As we enter the promised land, you need to be this kingdom of priests. You need to be this pure nation that can represent me. And so it is a difficult passage, but when you understand the larger context that God is reconciling the whole world back to himself, a little yeast leavens the whole dough as the saying goes, and that little bit of yeast in there is going to, to cause the whole congregation of Israel to go against the Lord towards these false idols. And we'll see that play out over and over and over again in Israel's history. And so from after that, uh, God go, says, hey, the Midianites have, have harassed you. Now I'm commanding you to go harass the Midianites, to get them out of the land, to purify the land from this idolatry, from these demon gods, and so that you can worship me, so that I can restore a place of peace and that I can bring my reconciliation to the world. And after that, the Lord tells Moses to take another census. He took a census at the beginning of the book of Numbers and now he's taking a census towards the end of the book of Numbers and he counts up all the clans and it comes to... Uh, 601,730, which is just about 2,000 less than at the beginning of the book. Uh, so they've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years or so, and they, they have reduced by only 2,000 after plagues and, and grumbling and, and all kinds of things. But, but the Lord says, all right, this whole generation is now dying. And we're preparing, as I promised, for the next generation to actually be those who enter the promised land. It's also interesting that the Lord says, as he divvies out the land, he says, larger clans will get larger pieces of land, smaller clans will get smaller pieces of land, but the Levites, they don't get the, the, the land inheritance because I am their inheritance, and I will prepare for them, or I will provide for them. And so that's where uh, the, the, the census is, takes place and um, in the plains of Moab by the Jordan. So they're right there on the edge of the Jordan River preparing to enter into the promised land. And uh, the Lord again says that this generation will die in the wilderness, but not one of them was left except for Caleb and Joshua, the two spies who brought back a good report full of faith that God can do what he said he can do rather than looking to... The strength of Israel's army, they look to the strength of the Lord. And so I would ask you, as we wrap up today, what does this section of scripture tell you about who God is? What uh, does he desire for the world? What is he like? What, what kinds of things would, he, if, if God got his way perfectly here on earth, the way that it is in heaven, what would this world look like? And then secondly, what does this tell you about the state of mankind, about your own soul? about your own desires? What does this tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up in you as we were reading the text? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and I'll see you right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.